Hello, 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 hello. Hello. <laughs> We're so in sync. Uh, I'm Jen. I'm Casey. This is Chattahoochee. Coming to you right here, right now, from the confines of my apartment. <laughs> All right, uh, as we always do, we're going to answer some burning questions from Yahoo Answers, and I think today we even have our first viewer, no, not viewer, listener question, and we'll be including that as well later on. I'm excited. As am I, Casey. I don't know what it is yet. I can't wait to ask Casey this question. It's going to be great. I love a good surprise. (laughs) But not... Oh, wait, no, that's not surprise. I was going to say, but not Turkish surprise. That's Turkish delight. <laughs> I don't know what a Turkish surprise is. I am interested to find out. I want to be the recipient of a Turkish surprise. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> all right, let's hop into our first question, which is for Casey, and I want Casey to answer me right here. Do you think tickle fights ever break out in Victorian orphanages? (laughs) Ever break out? Uh, You know, like, like, (laughs) there are no Victorian orphanages. Okay, put yourself in that time period. Maybe this is a time traveler asking this question, and they they forgot what time period they're in. They're wondering if they should return to Victorian era, but they <laughs> yeah. don't. They need to get a second opinion. Was Charles Dickens a Victorian orphan? I really don't know anything about Dickens, and it's kind of, like, sad. Is that a, is that a sore spot for you? Should I not have asked? <laughs> well, I feel like it's something I should know a lot more about, and I just don't. I remember saying that I really liked Dickens in my college interviews. And was that just, like, a straight-up lie? I had read some Dickens, and I think I liked it. Were they appropriately impressed? No. <laughs> I was expecting more gasps. Um, Charles Dickens, what's uh, David Copperfield? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, that seems Victorian. Uh, there, were, there was a lot of humor in Dickens. That's why I said I liked it. I thought it was, like, very depressing and sad and not humor I think he did have a a novel called Bleak House. Well, that certainly... Mom? uh... Mom knows. (laughs) Your mom knows everything. My mom knows a lot. Should we just just sing Hey Ya in her honor? (laughs) Yeah. Um, By Hey Ya, do you mean Hey Ya the song or Hey Ya to the tune of... uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, I'll do I'll do that. I'll break that out for her right now. <laughs> do, you, do you want to? Yeah. <laughs> Musical interlude. Uh, okay. You deep. <laughs> this one's for you. And I said, what about Hey Ya by Outcast? <laughs> she said, I think I remember that tune. And as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. And I said, well, that's one thing we got. That song was written by Jen on the spot like six years ago when she said she wanted to hang out with my mom. And I said, what do you guys have in common? What are you guys going to talk about? And Jen said, hey, ya!" And then she just sang that song. She's kind of a musical genius. I am. I'm really good at improvised comedic covers. 
Yeah. Parodies. I, I, parodies. All I could think of was Prodigy. I'm a parody prodigy. Oh, gosh. Uh, Weird Al, hit me up. Um, <laughs> you have a protege. <laughs> you have a parody prodigy protege coming at you. Um, just, I think yesterday, Jen covered Blue Suede Shoes by Elvis Presley. Because we found a pair of green suede shorts in a clothing store. It was great. No one can step on Jen's green suede shorts. <laughs> Don't even try. Anyway, I do think tickle fights have broken out in Victorian orphanages. Tickling is a very important part of human development. Really? Yeah. In, in what sense? Tickling, oh, actually, maybe this is going to get sad. Tickling is usually done... From a parent to a child. Oh. So maybe this person has a really good point. Parents tickle their children, whether they know it or not, to teach their children to defend their soft spots, like their necks and their armpits. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that's why a kid a kid doesn't like being tickled, so that the kid will push the hands away. Yeah. But a kid is also laughing to reinforce the behavior from the parent. Whoa. It's like a fun thing, but also a stressful thing, because in a way, they're like going through this crazy self-defense training. Oh my god, I've never even considered it's that. It's just an evolutionary little process where your kid learns to fight. <laughs> wow. That's why it's called a tickle fight, maybe. So hopefully the little Victorian orphans, like the older ones, maybe could provide the service to the younger ones. Maybe they had parents at one point who taught them this behavior. Maybe the, the you know, nuns or whoever is taking care of them could provide that stimulation. Um, but I'm going to say my money's on yes. I, I disagree. I think that children don't usually tickle other children. I think that they're probably more likely to be other types of fights like pillow fights. You know what my favorite answer to this question is? What? Okay, the question is, do you see it? Do you do you think tickle fights ever broke out in Victorian orphanages? <laughs> the third answer down is high speed, ultra secure, and easy to use. Instant setup. <laughs> are they talking about your tickling appendages? Your finger, <laughs> fingers are high speed, ultra secure, and easy to use. Instant setup. Purchase now for the low price of nine ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. Ninety-nine. Well, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Usually we can come to a consensus, but this, we, it's contentious. <laughs> this is the most contentious question to date. <laughs> and, um, you know, switching right over, staying in the theme of Victorian orphanages. You know. uh, <laughs> Hit me with it, Casey. All right, this question, I think you must have picked <laughs> out because I don't remember ever seeing it. Um, I don't remember. This was a while ago. Maybe it was me. My girlfriend just told her friend that guys who wear tidy whities briefs are hot. I wear boxers. Should I switch? Well, my friend, I'm very curious as to, like, the age of the person asking the question. I don't know. I feel like this is something that, like, a 17-year-old yeah. would ask. I think younger. Maybe. I remember, like... Some talk about boy underwear preferences in, like, middle school. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't to any necessary end. It was just to be like, oh, boxers are cool because older people wear them and yeah. we want to be sophisticated. I don't really know. But I don't think this is something that people of 
the age of consent yeah. <laughs> would really talk about. So that is interesting. Yeah, I get the impression that these people are young. I am trying to think what would compel this girl to tell her friend that guys who wear briefs are hot. I feel like... I don't know. Like Maybe she walked by an Abercrombie. Yeah, like, if if you're looking at underwear models, like, briefs are more revealing. Like, they're tighter. <laughs> you, you know, like, you know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, usually to- people say the opposite. Really? <laughs> in, my, in my middle school experience, people thought boxers were cool. We're not talking about cool here. We're talking about hot. The, the exact opposite of cool. Yeah, actually. Don't you know your temperature? <laughs> Obviously not. I feel like this girl probably said this because... Yeah, she was at some kind of store, and you see an underwear model wearing briefs, and they're, like, more form-fitting, right? So she's like, oh, that's... <laughs> oh, that's intriguing. Oh, that's a new feeling. <laughs> and I feel like, to this anonymous asker, just wear whatever is comfortable for you. You don't... I don't know. It's very attractive to be self-confident so wear whatever makes you confident it's attractive to know who you are and be confident in your own choices it's not very attractive to just do whatever other people say yeah that's that's setting a dangerous precedent yeah it is also i would recommend purchasing boxers with interesting designs that's my official advice is that your preference? Well, I like wearing socks with interesting designs. And, I don't yeah. know. I feel like if you had interesting boxers, you would feel self-confident. Do your interesting socks make you feel sexy? <laughs> they make me feel soxy. <laughs> what kind of interesting designs are we talking about? Oh my goodness, I have so many. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I want to hear your, um, <laughs> your interesting design ideas. But I have a revolutionary idea for you, Asker. Get boxers printed with tiny naked dudes wearing, wearing briefs. So they're not naked. They're half naked. Tiny, mostly naked dudes wearing briefs. Your girlfriend will be confused and aroused. <laughs> or... I guarantee it. Or you could wear boxer briefs. There's another <laughs> That's kind of the, the happy medium baby bear option, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Baby Bear definitely wore boxer briefs. It's a lot of bees. I love it. Alliteration. We've been having a very alliterative evening thus far. Yeah. Um. Wait, so I want to tell you about my socks. Please. I, okay, I have a pair of socks that are yellow and purple, and they have dachshunds wearing hot dog buns. Um, and then huh? I, I have some really pretty teal, like, knee-high socks mm-hmm. that have foxes sitting in boxes. Oh, I've seen those. Those are cute. Um, I have some that are yellow and have Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox printed Mm -hmm. all over them, and that is to rep my home state of Maine, which is the home state of Paul Bunyan. Uh, Yes. Don't listen to anyone who tells you that it's in Fargo, North Dakota, or South Dakota, wherever Fargo is. I thought it was the Midwest. No, the Midwest... All of the Midwest states say that they're the home of Paul Bunyan, but it's really Bangor, Maine. Bangor the, specifically? There's a huge statue of Paul Bunyan in Bangor. So we're, Bangor's the home of Paul Bunyan statue. And in, because it's commemorating <laughs> his birth. Or his... Was he a real person? Yes, of course he was. <laughs> 
How could you ask that? That's are you, are you asking if Stephen King is a real person? No, I've seen Stephen King's house. Really? I've never seen Paul Bunyan's house. Well, I'll show you a thing or two, Casey. You, you're going to show me one or two Paul Bunyan houses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what I have socks that have constellations on them. I have socks that have moose on them. I have... Socks that have hammerhead sharks on them. Mm-hmm. Those are, and then I have several that just have like sort of interesting designs. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm I'm quite the sock collector. <laughs> Jen, uh, you mentioned teal, and it reminded me of today when <laughs> I was we were looking for each other, and I saw like a speck of teal from far away, and I didn't know what Jen was wearing today, but I was like Jen. <laughs> is 99% of the time wearing something extremely teal. And I walked toward the teal speck, and it was Jen. You trusted your instincts, and they 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 steered you correctly. They steered me toward you. <laughs> Next question. What professions don't have coworkers? Well, um, I would say, I'm guessing that this person is kind of a loner. This is the vibe I'm getting from I them. think this question was written by your fiancé. No. <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> um, so I'm getting, I'm getting the sense that this person doesn't like being around other people very much for extended periods of time. And I would say that freelance work may be for you, my friend. Mm. Um, like, freelance... I have no idea what your specialty is. I mean, if you're, like, a... What are your skills? Yeah, if, you, if you've if you been trained in, like, hospitality, I'd say you're probably... Unless, <laughs> I guess you could run your own B&B or something. Yeah. But, uh, like, freelance graphic design, freelance, mm-hmm. uh, like, coding projects, freelance writing, mm-hmm. f- anything in with freelance in front of it. Yeah. I mean, you'll still have to deal with your clients and the people that you're performing the services for. Yeah, but you don't have to be eight hours a day working as part of a team. Yeah. Um, grant writing. A lot of grant writers are just, they get sent a grant to write and they write it all by themselves. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. At my work, we have like a grant writing department and all the people. Your work like... is a massive, yeah. massive <laughs> situation. Yes, I would say... There are lots of coworkers there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, what other professions don't have coworkers? I I'm in I'm in social work, so all my jobs are so social. But I like having coworkers. I like coworkers too, mostly most of the time. I I guess I'm good at getting along with people because I very rarely have coworkers I don't get along with. I feel like I I get along with everyone. But you don't enjoy the process of getting along with them? Yeah, I guess so. And, like, sometimes I just, like, feel like being by myself and, like, being alone with my thoughts and I don't necessarily want to be interacting with other people Yeah. in a forced situation. So I get where this person's coming from. But I would say look into freelance work, um, something that's, like, out in the woods. <laughs> like, Take like, to the woods. Yes. Oh. Listen to the call of the wild. Yes. Let's go back to our previous previous episode. Um, but I hope you find what you're looking for, my friend. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about that one, Casey? Um, good luck. Good luck. Good luck being a loner. 
hopefully it works out for you. All right, here is polls and surveys on our entertainment and music. <laughs> True or false? There's nothing significant about you. <laughs> about me <laughs> or about anyone? I think you specifically. Me? Oh, wow! I, think I feel personally <laughs> attacked all of a sudden. Um, significant is a really subjective word. Significance in what? Yeah, well, Jen, this is reminding me of something Jen always used to say that really I disagree with, which is that if everyone is special, no <laughs> one is special. Because that's not true. It's from The Incredibles. It's, but you believe it, don't you? No, no, that's Well, I don't know. It depends on the context. You've said it to me in a serious tone. <laughs> if, if everyone can run a four-minute mile, then... I guess a four-minute mile isn't a special thing anymore anyway, because lots of people do it. But just my point. Like, before the four-minute mile mark was broken, mm -hmm. like, the first person that ran a four-minute mile was very, very special. Mm -hmm. But now, if you run a four-minute mile, you're just another schlep who can run a four-minute mile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Judgmental. Uh, I guess no, I... I'm, that's quite the accomplishment. But you see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wonder it... how fast I could run a mile. Let's go to a track. I can, I, I can time us. I wanted to go running with you yesterday. Yeah. I can. I know exactly how long it takes me to run a mile. Oh, I could run between those mile markers. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I always think of it as, I don't, if everyone can run a four-minute mile, then no one is special for that reason. But I think if everyone is special, that means everyone is special in a different way. Yeah. I think that is yeah. true. No, I've never, I've never thought that, I've never thought that, I've always thought that, if everyone is special at the same thing, then, then that's not okay. special. I guess we just hadn't talked about it. Yeah. I Thank think God for this podcast. I think it's something I say in a flippant way every now and then, and we haven't yeah. really dissected it. Yeah. It was usually, like, while we were doing homework. Yes. <laughs> and being angsty already. <laughs> anyway, um, there are definitely significant things about me to me. Are there <laughs> significant things about you to you? Yeah. Wait, is that what you just said? Yes. Okay. What are they? Well, it's personal. <laughs> um, you know, everything. <laughs> if everything's special, nothing is. If everything about me is special, then everything about me is special. What's significant about you, Jennifer? I'll go first. Um, I'm really good at writing very legibly on small tubes. <laughs> and that's something yeah. she's so, been saying this for years this yeah. is not a new thing <laughs> which is the funniest part to me uh, yeah this has been this like isn't a, a joke a cornerstone of my of identity. My, my identity and self-worth for like eight years now wow yeah maybe seven years jen in jen's field this is very important yes uh what else is significant about me i feel like i am very kind I feel like I'm above average in kindness. Yeah, we were actually and, just talking about um, how she might be too above average yeah. in kindness. She, I'm kind to a fault. She is really good at pretending that she's interested in something, unless it's politics. <laughs> she's really good at pretending that she's interested in people's mundane lives, and so they continue to tell her about their mundane lives. Yeah. And she doesn't love it. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know. Gnome says that I am good at making people, like, feel good about themselves. That's true. 
So I would, I, those are the three things I'm going with about what's significant about me. Okay. That's what makes Jen Jen. Also, Jen Jen. <laughs> Jen, 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 Jen Jen. That's what makes Jen Jen. Jen Jen. Also, I've always had relatively long hair, and I feel like that is a personality trait of mine as well, even though hair is not a personality thing. But that's significant. I feel like it's part of my identity. Well, it's a choice you make, so it's, yeah. it's kind of, it doesn't just, it's not just that way on yeah. its own. Sometimes you cut your hair. That's true. Like shoulder length. Yeah. And I feel like you're still yourself. But you, mm. I still am aware that you have the capability to grow very long hair. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the potential is always there. I am a vibrant and vivacious. <laughs> virile. Virile. Just a virile young man. <laughs> and viral. <laughs> um, Do you have anything to add about what's significant about you? I think, well, I look at the word significant and I don't necessarily think positive. Ooh, or do you have some significant negative traits? Well, you know, I don't know. Not necessarily about myself, but maybe the asker, like, if you're looking for something significant and you're, you've only been searching in the good pile, maybe search in the bad pile. You'll <laughs> yeah, find something. You can distinguish yourself in negative ways as well. Yeah, be still an anti-hero. Be a villain. Be chaotic <laughs> evil. That's terrible advice. That's this week's advice. <laughs> That's the take home. Turn to the dark web. Turn to the dark web and turn to the dark side. <laughs> um, I just want to know, when I see the word significant, it makes me think of statistical significance. And it mostly just fills me with angst. And Ooh. Biostats. Oh my god. Biostats was the worst class ever. Biostats was this terrible hour and a half long class that we took, what was it, junior year? I think so. Uh, yeah. No, it must have been sophomore year because we lived in... Wait, yeah. was it freshman year? No. Where did we live? No, it was freshman year. No. We lived in, what was that thing called? No, I was taking an education, wait. No, because we lived in whatever room. Oh. I threw the mint into your lamp in. <laughs> I have a vivid memory of it because I came into that room when I got the email that the class was canceled that one day. We were so elated. Jen drew a picture of me on a fish. I don't really remember <laughs> what. If, if wishes were fishes, then horses oh, would ride. That, if wishes were fishes, then hobos would ride. Oh, yeah, hobos. Oh, and then, Casey, horse. <laughs> and then Casey drew a picture. I, I had not checked my email yet because I was in class, and Casey drew a picture of us jumping for joy that class was canceled and she waited for me outside of my class. Oh my god, yeah. I like I knew where Jen was in class when I got that email and I went and lurked until class was let out and I surprised her and it was so much fun. It was like one of the happiest moments of my life. It was so that hour and a half not being in that class. It was the sweetest was hour and a so half. So happy. Of my life. It was true torture. It was worse than the time I waterboarded myself. <laughs> Okay, no, you drew the picture of me as a, as a hobo riding a fish when I said that I wish biostats would be canceled every day. Oh, this yeah. was the following week <laughs> when it was bad again. Anyway, yeah, statistically significant um, things about me. I mean, I've traveled a lot as a child. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's the most interesting thing about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm more highly educated than the average person at this point in life. Yeah. And I guess I'm proud of that. Um, I don't know what else. You're very good at making things. Oh, I made Jen a wedding dress. 
<laughs> she, she made me a wedding dress from a $10 piece of fabric at Martin's. <laughs> we salvaged it. It was salvaged. It was already salvaged. It was Delaware. salvaged. Yeah, it was Delawarean cloth. <laughs> we truly uh, created some miracles out of it. I did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, like, my apartment is, I was going to use the word littered, but littered definitely has negative connotation. Garbage. <laughs> my apartment is littered with garbage Casey made. <laughs> my apartment is filled lovingly <laughs> with various things that Casey has made for me over That's the years. True. And they're all very well done and thoughtful and perfectly executed. Perfectly executed. Yeah, I guess I'm pretty creative. Yeah, you are. I guess that's significant. It anyway. is. Um, Alright, next I want to... Well, one thing I want to say to this person is... I don't know if they're looking for any advice here, but I would say it's always good to sort of take stock of... Every now and again of, you know, the things that you're good at. And a cat just jumped up in front of the microphone. <laughs> um... Like, I think it's a good exercise to kind of go over this. I think, yeah, but also don't get too caught up in it, because a lot of what makes you you isn't necessarily effable. Yeah, like, don't angst Not, it. like, effable. <laughs> <laughs> isn't necessarily able to be put into words. <laughs> what makes you you is your unethable. <laughs> no, okay, like... Like, I definitely think I'm distinct from other people, but not in ways that I could say, like, oh, I'm more this trait than other people. I'm more this yeah, trait yeah. than other people. But, like, I'm the only person that I control, it, and that's special to me. Every person is, like, a big pot of soup, and mm-hmm. you, like, you, <laughs> you just chuck all kinds of s- spices and ingredients and vegetables in there, and each soup... Even if you have the same ingredients, like, we're all just meat bags, right? Just like every Jen pot loves of- to say that we're all meat bags. <laughs> like, just like every pot of soup is just a pot of soup. Mm-hmm. And we all have we're this- just all pots of meat. <laughs> but, but if you taste some soup and you taste, <laughs> taste some other soup, <laughs> there might be, like, a little bit more basil in one. And you can't pinpoint, like, oh, this one has right. slightly more basil. But... Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I feel like there's something significant to it. <laughs> this is to add this to your list of significant. I'm really good at, at coming up metaphors. with soup-related metaphors, <laughs> and about can... calling everyone in the world meat bags. <laughs> we Jen hadn't worked with dead human bodies for a couple of years, and it changed her as a person. Everyone, sure. <laughs> we're all just meat bags. <laughs> she never used to say things like that. <laughs> well, I also played a video game at that time. Around the same time, where there's a robot who refers to people as meat bags, so it's definitely the source of that phrase. Okay, I didn't just come up with that, but I do think it's applicable widely, widely, widely applicable, universally. Um. Okay, I have a question. This is our first question from a listener, um, and I think he's our number one fan. And he, he asked, he was also the person that gave us our first review. Ooh. He was the one that said that you sound pretty. <laughs> Aww. Um, okay, so this person wants to know, are moms girls? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why do I feel like I've heard this question before? I don't know. I think are it resonates girls? at a very deep level. Like, 
a deeply human level, and I think that's probably why it sounds familiar. Um, I don't think moms are girls, <laughs> usually. Um, there's this thing that, that Gnome's mom talks about, <laughs> that we're, people call adult women girls, but not adult men boys, and it's kind of a weird sort of double standard thing of, like, infantilizing women too much. Wait, Gnome's mom talks about this? Yeah. How do you know this? Because... Have we talked about this before? Because I called... Yeah, in, in college, I said the... Like, there was a girl in my class who blah, blah, blah. And then Gnome said, say women. <laughs> really? Yeah. Or say say woman or lady. And I was like, why? And he was like, well, you wouldn't call the men boys. And I was like, I guess I would call them guys. It's kind of a linguistic thing, kind of maybe a sexism thing. Because there's no, like, there's guys and gals, but gal, like, gal makes me think of, like, gallbladder gallstones. <laughs> no one really uses gal that much, yeah. but we use guy all the time. Yeah, that's And that's true. kind of neither young nor old, but there's no real female equivalent, so we call women girls a lot. This is really interesting because I had someone that I used to work with that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. this crazy person, who shall oh, remain yeah. nameless, and I was having a conversation with this person mm-hmm. about... Like, we went through and talked about each person that we worked with Mm -hmm. and said, is this person a girl or a woman or a lady? Was this your idea or her idea? Her idea. (laughs) She was asking for the distinction. And then I, like, we had very different opinions. Okay. And it had to do with, like, it wasn't just about age. It was, like, about perceived maturation level. Right. Or, like, I feel like a lot of times it's about perceived respect. Like, you wouldn't call a very respected woman a girl but it's also about perceived like funness like if someone's really fun you're more likely to call them a girl but also like you wouldn't call a child a woman like it's not right it doesn't go back both ways so i i will ask you again are moms girls (laughs) if they're fun (laughs) if they're fun and adorable um and you don't respect them (laughs) i would say moms are not girls my mom's not a girl she is a female, but she is not a girl. She has many X chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's a woman. She's a lady. She's a lady. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> anyway. She's once, twice, three times a lady. <laughs> she's a lady, lady, lady. Um, but I think the question isn't necessarily about that distinction. It's more about our... Are moms human? Do moms have wants and needs and dreams? Which is a really interesting question. I wrote a paper about the social construction of motherhood for my human buffet. No, it was called Critical Thinking About Human Behavior in the Social Environment. (laughs) Two. (laughs) It was the second version of this class. Um, And I read a lot of literature about how the moment a woman becomes a mother, she is expected to cease to have dreams and goals and needs and desires of her own, and she is supposed to become an object for the fulfillment of her child's needs and desires. Mm. And if she ever puts her own needs and desires above her child, she's seen as a bad mom. Yeah. And that hasn't always been the case. Um... Hundreds of years ago in maybe medieval Europe, kids were not 
held on these pedestals and seen as such delicate, needy yeah. things. They were kind of more free range. And I'm not like saying a chicken. <laughs> they were kind of a little more chicken like. And I'm not saying that's better or worse, but I'm just saying we need to think about how it's not an inherent human thing for moms to be held to this standard. Yeah. It's not necessary that we do this. People haven't always been like this. A lot of cultural things we think we take for granted. We think this is how people are and it's just the end. But it has not always been that way, so maybe it could change again. We don't 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 think it's necessarily a given. So yeah, kids used to be kind of there used to be no real concept of motherly love. It was like, yeah, moms had like affection for their kids and moms were expected to care for their kids, but it wasn't like called love like we call it now. Yeah. Which like it's I think motherly love is a good thing, but <laughs> it just wasn't always like that. So I think moms are definitely people. Yes. And I would agree. I like that you're asking this question because while I do, uh, there's something in me that says this is from like a cartoon or something (laughs) because, because I remember hearing something like this before, but I hope you seriously are thinking about this because it's a good thing that you're thinking about it because if you weren't, if you just took for granted that your mom wasn't a girl, (laughs) that your mom was like born a mom and (laughs) her only purpose was to be a mom. And she was not her own person. That would be bad. So it's good that you're questioning it. What do you think? Um, I agree with everything you said. And the only thing I'm going to add is I think that moms are girls <laughs> because moms probably want to have fun, right? And girls want to have fun. <laughs> girls just want to have fun. Ergo, moms are girls. Girls are moms. <laughs> One of those two. The Venn diagram is a circle. All girls are moms. <laughs> But not all moms are girls. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I think you've got that a little backwards, Casey. Uh, well, thank you so much for submitting a question. Yes, and if anyone else chooses to follow suit and wants to hear their question answered on our podcast, you can ask us in our SoundCloud link, uh, which is how you're listening to this currently. Just, just write a comment, boop, put it, put it right in there. Or email us at askchattahoochee at gmail.com. Yes. I should check that. Do you, do you never, (laughs) it's probably flooded with emails. Oh my God. I'll check it right now. We do have one more listener submitted question, but we can address that next podcast because I think this one is about coming to an end. It is indeed. And we will catch you on the flippity flip. Good night, folks. Good night and good luck. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>